When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Who that? And welcome back to Canastry Chronicles podcast. I'm Rose, as always, Brendan Ertle. Uh, today, I got uh, Chris Connor here with me today. We're going to be previewing the Tampa Bay Bucks game. Uh, stressful weekend for all of us, I think. And it's good to have football back, but not the way we, you know, imagine week one, especially for the Saints. And, you know, we talked about that in the last show. But uh, hopefully, you know, this week they're cleaning things up. They're fixing things. Um, so just getting right for this pregame. And uh, I was getting home from work and I saw the Saints injury report and I was like, damn, we're screwed. I was like, we are screwed. And then I saw the Bucks injury report and I was like, damn, like who who'd they play? Because it felt like, you know, when they played Dallas, I thought they looked pretty good. I mean, there were some some things they had to clean up for sure, but uh, they're really, really banged up. And uh, I'll go over that in a second. But how did you think, you know, I haven't talked to you yet. How do you think that we looked last year and or last week and compared to the Bucks? You know, I mean, it's it's interesting, man. Um, you know, I think for the Saints, you saw a lot of a lot of rust on display, and I think you know, in a lot of ways, for Tampa, it was a similar situation. You know, for Tampa, they're missing um, important guys on the offensive line. You know, there's no Chris Godwin. You're still working working in Julio Jones and um, Russell Gage. You know, it's just it's a lot of there's some some faces that you kind of build in chemistry with Tom Brady missed what was it two weeks three weeks mm-hmm. dealing with um you know some stuff off the field so um defensively they're as solid as you know we're you know we're used to especially in some matchups like this against the Dallas team that's trying to um you know also going through some changes and some adjusting of their own offensively so um I, I mean to be honest it was a low scoring game that that Tampa Dallas game felt more like a divisional game of sorts than say mm-hmm. the Saints Falcons game. You know, I mean, I, I think it was um, inconsistent. And then, you know, you saw just a bunch of ups and downs, right? It, it wasn't much of both teams clicking at the same time. So 
no, I, I think for the Saints, hey, man, in a, in a game like that on the road with a lot of guys that haven't been able to get those reps in preseason-wise, you are missing some, some important pieces um, in some areas. And there are also some, some things that we hadn't seen yet that we have been kind of chopping at the bit to have an opportunity to watch unfold. You know, it happened and it wasn't it wasn't pretty. They weren't able to dominate the game. But once they got going and once they made adjustments and you got a chance for everything that's been talked about coaching and Jameis Winston and how that would work, being that having that used against the Saints. Right. Those were the things that stood out the way that they made adjustments on the offensive line. Jameis getting the ball, getting the ball out quicker. And then you saw them getting get into rhythm. Michael Thomas having a great second half. Um, you know, you got to give it up to how they how they showed up. And then, the, you know, the, the defense as well, the run defense in, in particular, stepping up after doing, getting kind of pushed around and dominated in ways I don't think we've seen um, mm. in a very long time. Yeah, the, the, the way the Bucks looked early, it was like 20 to 20. They were really good. And once I got into the red zone, it was like they're kind of stalling. And it was like this is like the, that's the offense that we, I feel like, match up better against. And I don't know why we can't guard this college, you know, RPO offense, but we just haven't had any success doing it. And I don't, there's not any reason why it's just, just, you know, just one of those things. And I, you know, that takes good fast linebackers to defend and Pete had a great game. Um, but yeah, I think with us, it was the same kind of thing. Cause you know, the personnel wise, it's, we're all familiar with these guys. Uh, Alave and Jarvis are obviously new, but Jameis hasn't played with any of them. And there was a time on during the game when they panned over to Jameis. And I, I think a, assistant was trying to hand him the ipad and he's like i don't want to see it and he's like so that just kind of showed me that he knows what he has to do they just had to figure it out and once they figured it out once they got on the schedule it's like okay yeah this is what we will hope to see moving forward but oh uh, yeah looking at this injury report i mean it is only wednesday and they still have thursday and friday so i think tomorrow would be a bigger tell on who's gonna play and who's not gonna play um we did see Jameis going to the injury injury tent that was due to a back injury uh he was limited paulson adebo did not participate with an ankle and everyone else that i'm gonna list off was limited mark ingram cam jordan camara marcus may traquan smith alante taylor calvin throckmorton Dwayne washington Jameis winston landon young all limited so a really really long list and uh the only positive there is that they're all limited i mean no one missed after a, a brutal game like that i was a little bit concerned because you know we kind of got our ass kicked in, in, in the interior and, you know, Pete was bleeding and uh, Tyron Matthew was getting sat down a couple of times. So it was just one of those games where um, really tough game. So I, I'm actually pleased on what the injury report is for us, but for Tampa Bay, I mean, it's a lot worse than I thought because I thought they got out of that game pretty clean, but I guess not. Tom Brady didn't practice. Uh, it says rest, you know, he's up there. Mike Evans calf limited. I feel like he's always got something going on with that his legs Leonard Fournette hamstring he was limited Russell Gage hamstring didn't practice Chris Godwin hamstring didn't practice Julio Jones knee didn't practice Zion McCollum who's I, I feel like uh they've had some good things to say about uh he didn't practice Rashad Perryman knee he was limited Donovan Smith with his elbow didn't practice and Tristan Worfs with his abdomen was limited as well so I mean I thought every wide receiver that played is on the injury report for them and um they're pretty banged up on the offense line as well and i feel like this is the game where you know the interior kind of just decides who wins you know i mean and look i think you know both 
both teams, they understand how important these games are. They understand how physical these games can be. I mean, every every game, every game that these teams have played, for the most part outside of, I, you know, I'd say of one, uh, that that blowout of, uh, what, like 45 to three or something like that, a, a good majority of them have been, have been physical games. And, you know, while, you know, the Saints have had, uh, you know, their moments of, you know, of pulling away a certain period in Tampa Bay of having to, having to fight back. And we know the, the success that they've had in the regular season. I mean, look, man, this is, you know, these are the, these are, these are the teams that one of these teams more than likely are going to win, win the division. You have it and have it happen in week two where you're still trying to figure things out. You know, I could see Wednesday being a day where, you know, both sides are like, okay, you know, we're going to give guys rest days. We're going to, you know, give you guys, you know, an opportunity, you know, you don't have to go through a full practice because the game is going to be difficult enough. We need you ready for Sunday. I'd be more telling towards Thursday and Friday with some of these, you know, with some of these players. Um, there's a lot of veterans on here as well, right? You know, I mean, I don't, you know, we know, you know, when you see Cam, when you see Julio, when you see Mike Evans, when you see Tom Brady and these guys, it, it's no reason to run them into the ground. There's no reason to have them, to have them out there. AK is another guy, Mark Ingram. No, take it easy. Because you may be relying on these individuals a lot once the game starts. But when we're talking about Paulson Debo, you know, that's where you know you look at it and say, uh, that sucks because you were hoping to get him back. And I know a lot of people didn't weren't um, you know, there was some mixed reviews about Bradley Roby in a game he had, but I thought, I mean, I I I don't think he was perfect, but I I think Bradley Roby at worst, had an average game. I don't think it was a bad game. I mean, he, you know, he wasn't, you know, in coverage. He had, he had some, he had some mishaps. But I thought he was, you know, he found a way to be physical. He found a way to, uh, you know, when it came to tackling. I think he had a couple pass breakups. He wasn't perfect, but I don't think he was. He was as bad as, as a lot of people want to, some want to point at. So is he pausing the deep No, but if, if Tampa, if this injury report doesn't get much better, Chris Godwin isn't isn't suspected to play. Russell Gage and Tom Brady still have some things to figure out. You know, um, you're familiar with Julio Jones. You know who's going to guard Mike Evans. Um, I, mean, I mean, look, I, you know, I think that it's it's going to be another interesting matchup, but injury report or not, I mean, the Saints should feel, should feel good about themselves coming into their, um, their home opener. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was going to say was, you know, last week, uh, obviously we didn't have a Debo. Bradley Roby kicked outside. Justin Evans played a majority of the slot snaps. I thought, you know, he started out a little bit shaky, but he finished strong. And I thought, I think that's somewhere where we could build off of with him. But going into this week, you know, Adebo not practicing. If, you know, we'll see later in the week if he, if he can go. But that's one of the things that I am worried about because, you know, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's going to find a matchup. And I think, you know, Justin Evans could be the one where he kind of picks on early. Uh, we saw Mario to pick on Roby, you know, a decent amount last game. And that's just because, you know, Lattimore had one of those games where it's like, just don't don't even go his way. And it's like, OK, well, you have to go some way. And that was a de- uh, that was Roby most of the time. So, like I said, above average game. And I think he'll have, you know, elite or better games inside. And I think that, you know, fits him more with his age and experience at this point. But, yeah, that's that's a little bit where I'm, I'm worried about is, you know, Tom Brady knows how to find those matchups and how to kind of pick them out. Um, I, I, as I'm scrolling here, looking at the injury report, um, list, if you haven't listened to trust levels podcast, you do it every single week because Cam and Mark drop 
drop some gems in there. And this week they had Levante David on and they were talking about who the NFC South rivals are. And, you know, Cam being Cam, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna be honest. And he said, our rivals is Atlanta. And it's always been that way. And it always will be that way because, you know, we've dominated the Panthers and historically we've dominated the Bucks. And he's like, so Levante, who are your guys' rivals? And he said, well, he said, well, it's you guys. And I thought that was interesting because he said, well, personally, we it's 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 you guys, but we like we know that it's not the same for for the Saints. So and then and today too, uh Todd Bowles addressed his team and he said, The Saints, um, this is not a rivalry because if you lose six out of the last seven games, that's not a rivalry. And it's just interesting because you know, they have that mentality of, you know, we hate these guys but they don't hate us back. And I, I think, you know, they, we do hate them a little bit and it's all, it's all due respect at the end of the day, but it's one of those things where I am a little bit worried that maybe a little, you know, we have this expectation that we're four and against Brady in the regular season. Um, that only playoff loss was, you know, everything went wrong. So I kind of, I've been going back and forth who has more pressure, I think to win this game. Is it like the bucks because they need to get a win under their belt or is it us to keep that, you know, domination going. But I think, you know, early on, uh, Cam and, and Mark talked about this a little bit earlier, is we're playing them so early that I feel like the next matchup will be more telling on who's going to win the division because it is so early in the season. We, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, and, you know, listen, Tampa, Tampa's the favorite coming into this game. Uh, you know, you know, we know – um, all the talk about how explosive they can be. And, you know, if you look at what Leonard Fournette has meant to their running game since he's uh, gotten in, and, and specifically from last year and dating into this year, they have really used him. You know, they when he when he first got there, it was him, Ronald Jones, and, you know, Shady McCoy. And slowly but surely, you look around, and it's just him. So, um, and the Saints – I think that you hit the nail on the um, on the head earlier about the Saints struggling with RPOs and really how that may have played into a reason why uh, they had so much trouble stopping Atlanta's rushing attack. And once they started to adjust to that and some of their looks and what they wanted to do, you know, they played better. I would believe that they should fare that they should fare better against. Tampa Bay, especially with them still having some offensive line injuries, even if Werps and Donovan Smith in, end up coming back, and the Ryan Nielsen, for example. So, um, but the but the defensive line has to has to play better. Period. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to uh, to generate some kind of cr- pressure. Um, everybody has to play better from that front, regardless of what type of scheme they're going against. RPO, if it's a you know if it's a regular standard you know, pro style of offense, but they're familiar. Both teams for the most part are, are familiar with each other. And I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, to me, you know, the pressure is even because, you know I mean? The saints have had, you know, they won. Um, they could, they could win this game and the Tampa could look completely different towards the end of the year. New Orleans could lose this game and they could look different towards the end of the year, but it definitely matters now. And I would say this, I mean, most people, um for you know a game like this i i feel as if you're gonna find more people that expect tampa Mm -hmm. to win the game 
when it's if you're talking about what team has more question marks coming into it. That's what the you know the the narrative would would suggest regardless of how dominant the Saints have been over this team over the past few years. So I mean it's out of out of all the matchups, man, I really don't know what to make of this one. I don't have a grasp of how it's really gonna go because I mean, we only saw what a quarter of Jameis against this team. We've only seen a quarter of it. And that was with Traquan Smith and Marquez and Marquez Callaway being his, you know, his his best wide receivers. You know, is is Juwan Johnson gonna gonna be you know a feature role at, at, at the tight end position again? Or will you see more more Troutman? I, how what will Taysom do? I, I I wish this game partly was maybe the first, whether it was game one or game two, I wish it was later on in the year where I, where mm. you could have in this conversation, even through the history and it being a divisional opponent the past few years, you've got a better grasp of what to expect because the Saints in the first half of that game against Atlanta and the second half of two different teams, you know, as well. So I, I it's um out of all the matchups that we've seen between them, this, this one is, is kind of a little more difficult to put your finger on. Yeah, for sure. It, it was weird because, you know, people ask me, it's like, who, who do I start? What what Saints tight end do I pick up for fantasy? I was like, well, this week you should pick up Taysom and next week I don't freaking know because Juwan Johnson had a had a huge, you know, part of this game and receiving roles in this game. But at the end of the day, we saw like 11 minutes of actual Saints offense and moving the ball. But historically, I feel like, you know, I agree with what you say, like this game is so it's so up in the air because uh, I feel like the winner of every game against the Bucks since Brady's got there, who, who has it's been, who's ran the ball better and who's dominated the line of scrimmage better, and that's always been the Saints. And I feel like you know in these matchups with Brady, uh, they abandon the run so fast. I mean, they'll come out and throw three balls, and uh, I just I go always go back and watch that that game where we beat them nine zero, and they'll they were out three passes, three drops, and they, they're playing the football. It's like they just give up on running the football so quick because. The Saints defense was so good at stopping it. But, you know, last week, Fournette was great. Our defensive line was, you know, a little bit shaky. That's going to be because they're facing a 240-pound, you know, freak athlete in Cordero Patterson and the the kind of half pass rush they need to do with Marcus Mariota. So I'm not, like, just dismissing them already, but it does need to be better. David Onyemata needs to, you know, didn't hear his name at all on Sunday. We need to be able to hear his name. We need to see Cam's. You see Davenport's, I mean, it needs to be one of those games where it's like, yeah, uh, Brady is on his butt a lot. And I, I think they have a good chance to do that because uh, I think our D-line is better than better than the Cowboys, I could say. You know, Micah Parsons is probably the best, you know, defensive player that we'll see, uh, that they'll see for a while. Um, but Tom Brady, for a good portion of that game, was sacked or uh, hit on like 50% of his throws. I think, you know, there was a point where he had like 24 dropbacks and he got hit tw- 12 times so uh he was getting hit a lot I don't think it really matters who's in at tackle who's in at guard and who doesn't play and who does play I think it just matters you know who makes a bigger impact on the defensive line like every game uh we've ever seen so I am excited to see you know this team in the dome this team hopefully four quarters of potent offense and a a defense that comes out ready to go and I think uh I'll be the first one to admit I took the Falcons lightly good thing I don't play for uh the Saints uh, I kind of just talked a bunch of crap about their offensive line that kicked us in the mouth. And I think this game, you know, the Saints know that this is a more, you know, going to be a more prepared team. They're going to be, 
you know, a little bit more complex with a lot of things that they do. So hopefully they come out a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really tough matchup and, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see this team in the dome, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that, that that's a very underrated aspect of this, of this game, you know, um, if, if we're strictly talking about the, the defensive side of the football, you're talking about a, a very prideful end of like a very prideful group, right? A lot of different leaders, some that have been here for years, and some who are just who are just walking in. They don't have a bunch of a bunch of guys that know what it's like to be punched in the mouth like they were in that Atlanta game. In parts where it just felt like Atlanta was doing whatever they wanted to, um, they're not used to that. You know, they, they just aren't, especially not not to start a to start a season. Now we've seen some some slow starts, but but as of as of late. The defense has been the one to bring it. And, you know, at worst, from an energy perspective, from a from an intensity point to, you know, the ability to whether it's rushing the pass or creating turnovers, they've been there. And, you know, I think that I think they they have something or they should have something that they want to prove once again coming into next week. Of course, you know, you want to prove that, hey, listen, we still have you guys' number, but like we're not going anywhere. We're a contender just like you are if you are, you know, a part of that Saints group. But, you know, you also want to prove that, you know, we're, we're also still very dominant. And what happened last week was just the start of the year. It was just that particular matchup. It's not happening again. Like, you know, it's whether we have Char, uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson or not, the, you know, the energy is right. The scheme is right. The, you know, the personnel is right. We're going to make this work. Um, and we're going to pick up where we left off. So that, that's what I'm interested to see with the energy that's going to be in the building, um, you know, the matchup in itself, 12 o'clock game, uh, who's going to – what team is going to come out or what side of the ball is going to come out and kind of take control of this game and um, set the pace. That's what's going to be interesting. And nine times out of ten in most of these matchups, it's kind of started with the Saints defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if they're able to do it the defensive line, what type of energy do they, you know, do they play with? And are they able to, you know, in a lot of ways erase how they played in parts of last week's game. And look, man, they come out and they, and they dominate here against Tampa. Yeah, I mean, you take that start two and oh, you know, with everything that we talked about with a lot of the turnover and some of the things that have, you know, that have happened. And so a lot of the question marks of, how this is how this is gonna look, how that's gonna look, the controversy, Sean Payton leaving, and this team starts 2-0 again. You'd love that. Mm-hmm. That would be a huge jump and you know, 2-0. and Even if they go one and one, you know, it's not the end of the world, we'll see them again. And I think, you know, a big part of it is, you know, they play us, then they play the Packers, the Chiefs. That's a tough four-game stretch. And if they, you know, I've I've listened to their conversation a lot and they believe like a two and two start is the really good thing for them if they can find a way to win two out of those you know, four games, that's that's good for them. And they've already won one and they they dominated one. So that's a team that's, you know, experienced and they've done it before. And I've seen some Saints fans a little bit worried that we're going to play the the Bucks without CJ Gunnar Johnson. Just like to remind you that, you know, Tyron Matthew does have his, you know, he's had his moments with Tom Brady as well. And I'm excited to see that moving forward. Um, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, man. Um Again, it's just it's just such a such a weird matchup, man. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just I don't have a good grasp for it. And that's what's that's what's so interesting. You know, um, 
you know, even I, I, I don't know what to make. It's so many mm-hmm. different pieces, new pieces that are added, guys that guys that were there in previous stints, and um, you know that that are that, that aren't here now, and new people to the fold that are still figuring it out as individuals. But we don't know. Like for example, Marcus Williams, right? How mm-hmm. many times did we see him make plays against in these games against Tom Brady? We saw it all the time. We saw him pick him off, you know, a bunch of different times, you know. But the end of you know the uh, the regular season game in in New Orleans, um, I think it was week eight of last year. PJ Williams is the one. Mm-hmm. That so I, I there's there's so many different different elements of this of this game, and that's that's the, that's before even looking at the before we even figure out who's playing after the final injury report is out. So I'm, I'm really going to be interested to see how, how the report turns throughout the week and kind of get a grasp of who we think is playing. And then, I mean, I think that we're in for more surprises than we know, uh, regardless of the history come Sunday. Yeah. I don't know why PJ Williams has had Tom Brady's number, but I feel like he's had some really good moments against him. You know, Keem Hicks returns to the dome. I know he hates us. And I, I've, I, I don't know what, what ever happened there, but I'm excited to see him back in the dome. We'll see Julio Jones again, hopefully. You know, I hope I hope we have, you know, I hope they have every excuse to to beat us and we can beat them. But, you know, hopefully, you know, after the, the game, we can break this down and go 2-0 and worry about, you know, our next opponent. But we'll see you guys next episode. We appreciate the love and support. And that's it. Who that? Let's go. Let's go.